0: It had finally happened. The revolution in Russia, the downfall of Putin, the possible end of the Ukraine war. Wagner's march on Moscow was supposed to be one of the most historic moments of the 21st century. And then just like that, within 24 hours, it was over. But how did possibly one of the most historic and revolutionary events of the 21st century turn into a metaphorical dud? Well, to understand that, we first need to explore who Wagner, and even more importantly, Yevgeny are, how their relationship with Russia and the Ministry of Defense became so unstable, and finally, at the end of the video, why this whole situation may not actually be over. Major questions about Russia's future remain after this weekend saw one of the most direct challenges to Putin's authority in decades. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of Russia's shadowy mercenary unit, the Wagner Group, on Friday pulled his troops from the Ukrainian front line to confront the Russian government. After apparently taking the southern city of Rostov-on-Don, a critical military outpost just across the border from Ukraine, Prigozhin and his troops sped towards Moscow, coming within 200 kilometers of the capital city, before abruptly agreeing to send his troops back to the front line. The chaotic, fast-moving events at first suggested a potential coup, with Pergosin threatening a march on Moscow and insisting he aimed to rout out corruption in Russia's leadership. But within 24 hours, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko had apparently brokered an agreement between Pergozin and the government, and Pergosin announced his plans to send his troops back to Ukraine while he will live in apparent exile in Belarus. Since announcing his mutiny was over, Progozin has not been seen in public, though he did post a defiant audio message on Monday claiming his feud was more with the Ministry of Defense than it was with the Russian state. Still, details about the deal between Progozin and the Kremlin remain scant, but at least one reported component, that the Russian state would drop the criminal investigation into Progozin for his armed insurrection. Wagner mercenaries, many recruited from Russian penal colonies, have been a crucial part of Russia's war effort in Ukraine, but in recent months, Progozan has lashed out at Russian military leadership for its poor planning and decision-making, as well as what he saw as a lack of support for his troops. In fact, this recent mutiny wasn't the first time that Progozan has had issues with Russian leadership. Progozan has had pointed conflict with Defense Minister Sergei Shuga and Chief of General Staff Valery Gerasimov about his group's lack of ammunition, even threatening to leave the front line in the Ukrainian city of Bakhmut in May if his demands weren't met. On Friday, Progozin appeared to mount his most brazen and desperate attack yet on the defense apparatus and Russian leadership overall. Progozin and his group have the military effectiveness that regular Russian troops lack, but that alone wasn't enough to give Progozin the influence that he sought in the defense ministry. Nor was it enough to bring other members of the Russian government on his side, which would have been critical for an effective coup if that was truly Progozin's intent. But first, let's evaluate what is the Wagner Group. The Wagner Group is Progozin's private army created initially to further Russia's military goals while still giving the government plausible deniability of actual involvement. Prigozhin has long been part of Russian President Vladimir Putin's circle, but he is not one of the classical Russian elites. The convict turned hot dog seller eventually won a lucrative government contract for catering and construction through his Concord Group business in 2014. He began building the paramilitary organization known as Wagner Group, Initially used in Russia's invasion of Crimea that year, the so-called Little Green Men began popping up elsewhere as well, such as in Syria, where Russia supports the regime of dictator Bashar al-Assad, and in Mali and the Central Africa Republic. Prigozhan has long been suspected as the head of the group, but had never publicly claimed the role until Wagner was recruited to fight in Ukraine. Now what does this situation mean for Putin and the rest of Russia's leadership? Prigozhin's march on Moscow began as a retaliation for a supposed Russian Defense Ministry attack on a Wagner camp. Prigozhin accused Russian forces of launching a rocket attack that killed Wagner forces, supposedly triggering Prigozhin's plan to bring the fight to Moscow. Prigozhin and his men moved rapidly from Rostov-on-Don, about 1,000 kilometers from the capital, to within 200 kilometers of Moscow within hours before turning back. Though Putin is out of immediate danger, he's still in a deeply uncomfortable position. Kremlin leadership and local governments demonstrated their loyalty throughout the brief ordeal, posting videos of support on Telegram. But Progozin's march was the most brazen attempt on Putin during his 20 years in power. And although a number of politicians and activists have vocally challenged Putin's corruption, repression, and stranglehold on power, none of them have ever had an army behind them. Progozin's challenge to Putin's authority was highly visible and caused very clear anxiety within Russian leadership. Security forces were on high alert in Moscow, even as life seemed to continue as normal. Assuming Prigozhin is still headed to apparent exile in Belarus, what comes next for Russia is as much a mystery as the events of the past week. Now what does this mean for the war in Ukraine? Though Prigozhin and his troops have turned back towards the front lines, the brief reprieve could prove useful for Ukrainian fighters attempting to recapture Bakhmut and other southern areas. Furthermore, Prigozhin's future role in the Wagner apparatus is unclear there are other leaders within the militia and someone could take Prigozhin's place. But this confusion is likely to have some effect on the war effort as Wagner troops begin to move back towards Ukraine. Now, was this really a coup? And how real was the risk to Putin's power? Any successful coup relies on a few key components. A weak central state, a contentious relationship between the military and the civilian government, and allies on the inside willing to support and overthrow the government. If Progozin's attempt had succeeded, it would have been a true outlier, and as Prigozhin's motivations and limitations became clearer, some experts argued that this was not a coup attempt, but a mutiny. In other words, its intent was not to depose Putin, but to force him to recalibrate the state's relationship with the Wagner Group and to protect Prigozhin's own power. Regardless, the armed march towards the capital was a direct challenge to Putin's authority, and it gave some insight into the strength of the central state, which Putin has intently engineered during his rule. So what happens next? Within Russia, it's difficult to tell. The politics are so secretive and the motivations of leadership so opaque that predicting the next development is nearly impossible. Though Putin has seemingly wrapped up this brief challenge to his authority, things probably won't go back to normal for him. And although Progozin sent his men back to Ukraine, many analysts have a strong sense that the challenges for Putin are only just beginning. And if Lukashenko, one of Putin's few allies, and likely his apparent subordinate, actually brokered this resolution, that's likely to be highly embarrassing for Putin. And although details on the deal remain scant, some experts have expressed doubt over just how important Lukashenko was to this resolution. Regardless, instead of quickly getting rid of Purgosin as he advanced, Putin seemingly relied on another leader to solve his problems, and Purgosin came out looking more powerful than ever before. And although this apparent coup failed, it did do one thing. It showed that Putin's power isn't untouchable, and that this situation likely isn't over yet. If you guys enjoyed this video please subscribe for more topic videos like this weekly and make sure to check out some of my other topic videos such as war with china and the economic collapse of the u.s linked right here